Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the dog check. I am Max Loeb. Loeb's leads here with Eric Metcalf on the heels of a Cleveland Browns playoff game. How crazy does that sound? It sounds good. I mean, you know, just just thinking about we, we went a couple of years ago during the COVID years, but no one in Cleveland really got to experience it the whole run through the play, the whole playoff run because it couldn't go in the stands. Only like 6,000 people were able to go to Cleveland games. And so now Although this is a way game, it's so exciting because people got to experience it game after game in Cleveland and see this building up to this point. And, and, and you never know what's going to happen. You, you, you can't win it if you're not in it. And we were in it early with the ability to rest our starters and, and get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, last week was a huge rest week for the starters. The vast majority of them took it off. And, you know, you saw it on the field this past Sunday. It was not pretty. We won't talk much about it, but the Browns, uh, they, they did get a little bit manhandled a little bit by the Bengals. Granted, again, it was the backups against some of the Bengals, more of the Bengals starters for sure. Uh, it was ugly. And, you know, you hope that team doesn't have to show up on uh, Saturday in Houston, but they won't. So I don't know if you want to say anything about that game. It was good seeing guys like Oba Okoronkwo back out there. Good seeing Elijah Moore back and healthy and active. That's about as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> I mean, Alex Wright made some plays. Yeah. And so, so you want you want to see that playing against a, a starting offensive line and a starting offense for the most part. So he made some plays. So that's that's something that we can look forward to when we're talking about him getting ready to play in this playoff game. So yeah. I mean, when you really look at it, I, I I was sitting in my cigar lounge with with my guys watching the game, still wearing brown stuff, still talking, and I was like, as long as they don't shut us out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't really didn't care. I was trying. <laughs> I just wanted Stefanski and and and, and Cincinnati coach to just get the game over with. Just run the football, get it over with. Don't get anyone hurt. I think uh, Pierre Strong might have came up with a little injury, but I mean, hope it's not that that bad. And so, you know, it's just trying to get through these games and get ready for the playoffs. I mean, I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to get uh, Joe Mixon his yards or touchdowns yeah. or whatever that they were trying to get. Uh, Jamar Chase, his catch, uh, 100-plus catches, things like I know what they were trying to do, but at the same time, on our side, we want, we're just trying to get out, out of there without getting hurt. Yeah, and and you're right. It was uh, very much a, a, on the Bengals' side, just get everybody their incentives, get them out of the game, make sure they're healthy. Like That's kind of how, how it goes for some teams in Week 18. Good seeing David Bell make a couple plays, too, as the season goes on. The depth is important, as we all know especially in that receiver room. So it was good to see that. But yeah, like you said, it was very much a shell of who the Browns were and as much as we wanted them to put on a good performance, not being shut out was nice. It was a very good thing to see. Yeah, I kept saying, when we scored, we're not shut out. We scored 14. I'm like, oh yeah, we still got a shot. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Because we're playing for pride. And and not and, and being shut out, then they'll be talking like they really did something, you know. Yeah. We don't want to give them that. So being able to go out there and score two touchdowns, keep their mouths shut, knowing that they're going to Cancun this week, 
it, yeah. it, was good. it was good. Exactly, yeah. Shout out Jeff Driscoll for being the fifth Browns quarterback to start this year, too. It's a, a crazy stat. I wanted, to, I wanted to see the stat, Stefanski winning a game with five different starting quarterbacks. He still had five starters. He won a game with four of them. It, it's crazy. Just an insane, insane season at the quarterback position. But now we look forward because the Browns starter, Joe Flacco, will be playing this Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me, I keep saying Sunday, against the Houston Texans. And it's a rematch of the game about three, four weeks ago, but it looks so different on a lot of different levels. What are you looking at most in this game compared to the last one? I'm looking from our defense standpoint because mm-hmm. – they went in there playing against uh, – not playing against C.J. Stroud. And he makes a world of a difference Yeah, when we're, when we're talking about him him being out there. And and, and it's, I think it's this – not only with his play, but it's his confidence and the confidence he exudes that makes their team more confident, just him being out there. And, and although he's a rookie and people are like, there's a rookie, this will be his first playoff game, not really. His last yeah. week was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. That was a playoff game. They had to go in there and win that game in order to be in this position. They weren't even – I mean, I think when they were going in, they weren't even thinking division. They were just trying to no. get in the playoffs, right? And so, I mean, it worked out where Jacksonville flubbed out, and so they weren't able to make it, and the Texans ended up winning the, the division. But I think this team has the confidence. Their their, their coaches have the confidence. They, they've been there. They've been in the Super Bowl as coaches. And so they, they know – what it takes to win these games. So offensively, when we're talking about the Texans offense, our defense is going to have to be on on their P's and Q's because I think they'll offer a lot of different things. Very much so. And this time around, although the Texans will have C.J. Stroud back, the Browns will also be getting the additions of Oboe Caronquo and Juan Thornhill. So having those two additions is going to be huge for the Browns defensively. That is definitely what I'm looking at too because you could say what you want about the Texans offense with Case Keenum. They had a a decent showing against the Titans the week before the Browns. It is a shell of itself uh, without CJ Stroud and the Texans wide receivers are banged up too. And they have been really for the past few weeks. It's interesting to see if Noah Brown plays this coming Saturday, if Robert Woods plays this coming Saturday, as you look at the scheduling of this game, it's super important because you could have gotten an extra two days rest for the Houston Texans, right? You could be playing Monday night and have an extra over 48 hours to prepare to get healthier, whereas the Browns are basically coming off a bye week. At least most of the starters will be. So you have that extra time the rest. You don't run the risk of any injuries to your starters the week before. And now the Browns are crazy to say, but kind of at a health advantage for the first time and might be all year. And and they are. And and, and it all depends on how you look at it, right? Because some teams can say Houston has an advantage or some people would say Houston has an advantage because they played was basically a playoff game this past mm-hmm. week. And so they're getting ready and they're firing on all cylinders, whereas people can say the Browns didn't play. And so will they be able to get, get that sparked up again for this yeah. game? It's the playoffs. If you if you can't get ready for this, if you can't get your mind focused for this, then you don't need to be playing. So I think the Browns, like you said, is essentially a, a bye week for their starters. Get to come in well-rested, even healthier than they had been in the past few weeks, and then and just try to do what they did to, to Houston a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they offensively did an unbelievable job a couple weeks ago. Obviously, Amari Cooper had 265 yards, and they were in a situation where they kind of had to go for every fourth down after Dustin Hopkins went down. So they put up a lot of points. They put up a lot of yards. It is very interesting to note, though, this time around, the Texans will have both 
Will Anderson fully healthy and Blake Cashman, their middle linebacker, who's been very, very good this year, not only in his responsibility and covering tight ends often, which will be a huge part of the, the chess game with the Browns and the Texans, but in the run game too. And obviously the Browns have the advantage through the air against the Texans. I think they'll continue to push that and continue to take advantage of that as that game goes on. But it's going to be a little bit different with this Texans defense this time around too. Yeah, especially when you're talking about Will Anderson being out there. He'll probably be defensive rookie of the year. And so they'll probably have both offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, they might, yeah. Just, just like last year, right, with the Jets. But I, I, So it'll be a different game, and, and they'll they'll offer a, a, a different uh, sort of toughness with, with, with Cashman and Will Anderson back. But when I look at – when I think about how the Colts gassed them in the run. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying Stefanski should go in there and say we're going to run every play, but I know those opportunities are there because that's what the Colts did, right? And so we we have so looking at that, we can say our game a couple weeks ago, we threw the ball all over the yard. Amari had a, a great game, 265 yards, blah blah blah. But at the same time, we can look at what the Colts did, and they gassed them with with, with the run, and so yeah, it, 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 it affords a lot for us to do in, in Stefanski's playbook. It's a, it's a matter of how you want to approach it. It's like, what do we do? Do we attack him with the, to, the pass to open up the run or vice versa? And so I think we have the opportunity to do both. It's just a matter of managing it. Yeah, that was crazy seeing what the Colts were able to do on the ground too because the Texans were a team all year, not a ton of explosive runs allowed, really stout, really honestly one of the best teams in the NFL against the run all year long and all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor is coming in and just gashing them just completely gashing them and again like you said you don't have to come into this game thinking we need to pound the rock we need to pound the rock like you know where your matchups are at the same time though maybe you do find something on tape that you can exploit in certain certain situations or on certain downs and if you're Kevin Stefanski you get an edge in the run game there on top of the matchups you already like in the pass game that would be huge yeah it's a copycat league and so when you when they're looking at what they did last week, uh, and 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 when you take in consideration scouting this game, you have to look at last week. Of course, you want to look at what they did against us the first time, but they're not the same team. Yeah, that, that's not yep. those, those aren't the same players that are on the field. Will be on the field this week, so you'll get a better look against the the Colts than what you did against the Browns the first time. And so I think you go in there and and try to find some things that the Colts did well that we may be able to do well because just a, a lot of the styles make fights. And so just because the coach could do it doesn't mean we could do it because our players in, in certain positions aren't there. Yeah. Right. And so that it, it, it makes a difference when we're talking about the coach starting line, being able to uh, block uh, run block very well and, and us having a bunch of backups in there and not yeah. being able to block as well. And so, that's why it's like you you pick your poison. You, you got to do it strategically. And we know we want to run the ball. You always have to run the ball when we're talking about playoff football. And so, but you have to find your 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 points when you want to do it and your, your time, the right time to do it, as well as the pass. Because then, if you can get some runs in, the, the play action pass is wide open. Yeah, the play action game has been huge all year long, and it was enormous against the Texans. Multiple big chunk plays came off the play action. So if you can make that run game even more efficient. It's going to make the play action game even better. As you go into a game like this too, having a leader like Joe Flacco, I think can speak 
more volumes than any of the schematic stuff, right? It's a guy that's been there before. Actually saw a tweet, I believe it was from CBS this morning, saying that if Joe Flacco wins this game, he is the most road playoff wins ever for a starting quarterback. Like, that's pretty crazy. Would it be like six games or something like that? Yeah, it's it's. I think it's him and Brady. To be honest right, with you, it's crazy. Right. That that that's crazy. And so, you have somebody who has experience, who knows how to play in these games, and not worried about this moment. All we have to do is go out there and be prepared. And I think the with the last couple of weeks, we we had opportunity to prepare for whoever we were going to play, and mm-hmm. we had played each each team, so we already had film versus us. And so now it's a matter of just looking at what they've done in the last couple of weeks in, in moving forward and, and the players that they have getting back. And so now we notice the Texans are going to be, like we said, it's going to be different. It's going to be loud in there because they're going to have all their people there. And, but if you punch them in the mouth, show them they're not supposed to be there. It, it turns out like it did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought up punching them in the mouth too. I think starting fast on both sides of the ball, but just starting fast in general has to be a priority because you're coming off again a week where you didn't play. It's the whole rust versus rest thing. Are you going to come in rusty or is the rest going to pay off? So starting fast, putting together a drive with your first couple possessions, stopping the Texans early, controlling the game, and really putting the flow of the game in your favor, I think is probably the biggest key to this game right now. Yeah, and when you're talking about starting fast, I it's hard to say, but I think in, in my opinion – it's more important that the offense starts fast for the Browns. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to keep the crowd quiet, right? I mean, this NFL, they're going to make some plays, but our defense is our defense. They're an elite defense who will eventually make enough plays against that offense that will, will keep the game close. Now it's a matter of our offense starting fast, trying to maintain the ball in possession, and also scoring scoring points <laughs> when you do have long drives. Yeah. That's, that's – that's the key. You have to score points. And, and I don't care what it is. You have to score points or even change field position. And so there's a lot of things that our offense has to do. And I, and I mean, starting fast and, and scoring points. And but there's a lot of things that we have to do to give ourselves a chance to win this game. But most importantly, it's going to be redundant. Yeah. Do not turn the ball over. Yeah. I think I, I think we have the most turnovers in the league, right? Yeah. And, and so that's it. This is playoff football now. You can't expect to turn the ball over and win games now. Yeah. You have to keep yeah. possessing of the ball and punt and, and make the, their offense drive if that's the case. Yeah, and what a perfect time this would be to have a game where you take care of the ball and force a couple turnovers. Like you walk away plus one, plus two in the turnover differential battle. It could not come at a better time. And I know Browns fans have seen it all year long. That hasn't been the case. Like you've turned the ball over. Sure, you force some turnovers, but it's very much a back and forth, especially the past month or so, where the Browns are giving the ball up. They're giving the ball up in bad situations. Sometimes they're giving the ball up and it's resulting in seven points for the other team, too. This would be the most beautifully poetic, perfect time to have a game where you don't turn the ball over. Knock on wood that happens, but this would be the perfect time to have it. It would be. And, and the stress level is just so much different. When you, yeah. turn, when you don't turn the ball over because, you know, you might not get a first down and you and you punt the ball and people are like, OK, we got stopped. We didn't like the play calls or whatever. We didn't like how somebody ran the ball or somebody dropped the ball or something. But you still punt and you, you back them up. When we're talking about turn the ball over and they get the ball right there, that is a momentum shift. 
And and so those are the things that that raise your stress, especially as a yeah. fan. And and I'm and I'm a fan now, so my stress levels start to increase when things like that happen. I just want it to be a clean, clean game as possible. And and then I and I think we win. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if they can take care of the ball, they're going to put themselves in a really, really good spot to win it. I will talk about X factors here in a minute, but I am a hundred percent with you in the sense that the more you control this game, the more you go out quiet the crowd, put some points on the board, the the easier it's going to be. I, I trust Joe Flacco in a in a game where he can manage it. He can work the matchups he likes with minimal stress, right? You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're trailing, where you kind of pigeonhole yourself into a certain uh, pocket of your playbook. That's the last thing you want to do on either side. But if the Browns can avoid that, they will be in a much, much better spot. And that's what they've been doing the past few weeks too. They, they really haven't been in a game where they've been trailing by a ton like even that Chicago game like Chicago was up big it never seemed out of reach the defense kept them in it the offense was making plays here and there it never truly seemed out of reach yeah there was only one game I think we were behind that I thought there was no chance we could really win and that was Baltimore yeah, yeah. I mean we're, we're talking about probably the best team playing right now in the NFL I yeah. at that point in Baltimore which hadn't happened in forever I didn't think we would be able to come back but they showed resiliency, did what they had to do, defense especially, and, and you know, and they came back and won that game. So we know we have the medal to do it. It's just a matter of uh, doing if we have that, if we have to. We don't want to be in that position. You don't yeah. want to be in a position where you have to come back. Uh, so that, that's where starting fast and all that comes into play. We but we but we know we can if we have if we had to. Yes. The 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 Baltimore comeback is something that you have in your back pocket where if you are ever in that situation, you know you can come back against a good team. Not a lot of teams in the NFL have that. I'm glad you brought that up. That is a huge thing. But again, there there's really only been one or two games all year where you're like, yeah, it's over. Like, they're not going to win this game. And one of those, they won. So it's, it's a team that's resilient. It's a team that's ready to fight. And I don't expect it to be any different this weekend. I know people are looking at Twitter, seeing things that are circulating. Joe Flacco talking about the importance of just playing physical, fundamentally sound football, just doing the little things, doing the right things, and letting everything else take care of itself. It's a great, great message. What do you think? That's true. That's because when you when you really think about playoff football, and people like the big big plays and you know, long plays down the, down the field, passes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but when it's all said and done, running the football wins football games. Running the football and stopping the run. If you can do those two things, you give yourself a great chance of winning games. Because yeah. when it's all said and done, you can have the splash plays, but you're going to have to, at some point, play four-minute football. You're going to have to possess the ball running when they know you're going to run. And if you can do that and then stop them from running it, you always have you always have a shot. Yeah, you do always have a shot, especially with this team, too. You can run the ball. You can have a defense that keeps you in the game pretty much regardless of the scenario. You always got a shot. Let's talk X factors. I'll let you go first. You can pick whoever you want, whatever side of the ball you want. I'm sure there's a lot of players that are circulating. It's a big game, big matchups. Who are you thinking? I, I want to say I want to say Denzel, but I don't know because, because I'm only thinking Nico Collins. Yeah. But I don't know how they go about defending him. You know, I don't know if someone moves around. I, I know when you're talking about Martin Emerson and, and Newsom, those guys are bigger. So, yeah, 
they might be the better fit. And they've been playing very well. So I, I, I want to say Denzel, but I'll go with whoever is on Nico Collins. Love it. Because, because he is the guy that C.J. Stroud is going to be looking for uh, mostly down the field. And in all in all pass plays, especially when we're talking about third down and everything, he's he's been their go-to guy as of late. So I'm, I'm, I think uh, whoever's defending him has to be the guy. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up just the idea of whoever's defending him because they probably will throw multiple bodies at him. Right, he's six foot four, very right. athletic. Having Denzel Ward on him all game probably would not result in the best things for the Browns. Um, having Emerson on him, moving around, even Newsom sometimes is going to be huge. I'm 100% with you. Defensively, I haven't chosen this guy for an X Factor all year. I don't know if I was saving him for the playoffs or what, but biggest game, biggest stage, best players got to make plays. I'm going Miles Garrett. Like, this is the game especially you going against Laramie Tunzel. This is a matchup you're looking at. This is a game you need your best players defensively to wreck the game. And this is coming on the heels of, you know, TJ Watt winning or having the most sacks in the NFL, the whole defensive player of the year race. You have an opportunity now to make a statement uh, in front of the entire world. Biggest stage, biggest game. Can you do it against one of the best tackles in the NFL on a really good offensive line? Just holistically, I, I am staring at Miles Garrett to win this game, to wreck this game, because those are the types of players and plays you need to win close playoff games. And we'll talk score predictions, but I think this game will be close. Like it's going to be a back and forth battle. Texans will not go down without a fight. He has to make a play or plays that define this game. Very similar to the Indianapolis game. Offensively, it's tougher because you looked at the game they had last time against Houston and Cooper had, 265 and was virtually unguardable. I'm still going to lead David Njoku. I think this is a, a matchup against Blake Cashman that he could still take advantage of. I think he's much better in the pass game than Cashman is in the pass game. And I think it's going to come down to the pass game for the Browns. I, I think, again, there's just truly nobody on the field that can cover this guy. And if more attention goes to Amari Cooper, whatever that may look like, double teams, clouding his side, whatever it's going to look like, that's the guy I'm looking at to step up. Not necessarily Elijah Moore, not necessarily Cedric Tillman. I'm looking at a Joku step up. This has to be his game. He's been unbelievable the past month with Joe Flacco. The matchup is there this time around. Go make the most of it. Yeah, and it's crazy because when I was thinking about this earlier and I was thinking, who is going to be my X Factor on offense? I was thinking in Joku. But I was like, I've said him. You have, yeah. A few times this year. So I'm not going to go with him. All right. I'm going to go with this is the playoffs. So I'm going to go with Jerome Ford. Ooh, I like it. And I say that because I think it's going to be one of those games. I think the Browns are going to win. And I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. But I think it's going to be one of those situations where we have to control the ball at the end in order to keep a lead. And so that's why I expect the running game to be on point. I, I think we lean on the game, a running game, to, to finish the game off. And so that's why I go with Jerome Ford, because I think he'll make some plays, not only in the running game, but in the, in the, in the passing game as well, that will that could be basically considered extended runs. Yeah. Right? That will change the game. And so I'm going with Jerome Ford. I like that. I like that. Huge impact in the passing game against the Jets, too, a couple weeks ago. Big, big impact. He's everywhere taking care of the football is going to be huge for him too just huge for everybody in general like we talked about but take care of the football salt the game away the ball's going to be in Jerome Ford's hands I can't wait to see that too let's talk score predictions I think we're probably both on the same page that the Browns are going to win I'm curious 
as to not only how close you think this game is, but how many points you think you're going to be in it. Because I, I've talked to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be not necessarily a field goal fest, but low 20s. I think this is going to be a shootout. I do not. Really? I, okay. I think I think the Browns win 27-23, but okay. I, think, I think they have a big enough lead <laughs> where Houston scores at the end where it looks closer than it actually is. Okay. Okay. Right, and, and mm-hmm. so I, 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 I think it's going to be a, a closely fought game. I think we just get to a point where we're like maybe 10, 10 to fourteen points ahead, and and they they score whether it be a field goal or a kickoff to give themselves a shot. But we lean on Jerome Ford to end the game. Okay, I like it. Okay, so maybe my score prediction isn't as high as I thought. I'm going to go thirty-one thirty Cleveland. I think it's oh, going to wow. be a one-point game decided by a field goal. I don't know where where the field goal is. It's going to be a close game. I'm going 31-30. But I don't know. Like To me, the, Bra- the Browns, I personally think, will have their way through the air. I think they did last game. I think the Texans are healthier and they're better this time around. The Browns are going to score points. I really do think it's neck and neck when you talk about the Texans' pass game and the Browns' secondary. If they're pinned back on third and long consistently – Love the Browns' chances. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think the Browns win this one 31-30. Very close game. Again, I, I think Miles Garrett has to be the difference maker. He has to be. And, and I think he will be. I mean, you know, he's one of those guys that if you wanted to, you could pick him as your X Factor every game. Because you know exactly, he, yeah. he can he can wreck an offense and, and change the outcome of what they do on, on the field. So you could pick him every game. Um I'm glad you waited to the playoffs to pick him, but yeah. I think he'll, I think he'll make enough plays against Larry Tunzo that will uh, kind of rattle up CJ Stroud, and that's what we need. We need him yeah. to be rattled. You can't have this rookie standing back there on his spot just picking these guys apart because we've seen that he can do that. And people tell me it's his first playoff game. So what? He played at Ohio State. He played in the college football playoffs. He played in in, in front of a hundred thousand fans um, every year. He's gone to Michigan and played against them. He know he knows how it feels to be in an environment like this. I mean, he's played last week was a win and you're in. Mm-hmm. That's the same difference as this week. It's the same thing. And so he's ready. They're prepared. And so I, we need we need our deep front to keep him off his spot, hurry him, pressure him, and, and make him feel the wrath of, of having to try to stand there and, and find his guys. Yeah. I could not agree more. Getting him off his spot is going to be huge. He's been in big games before. And honestly, last week, we can just say it. It was a playoff game, and it was a road playoff game for him. He's been in big games before. He can perform in big games. You got to move him around. You got to get him off his spot. Like you said, you got to rattle him a little bit. And I'm curious to see what that looks like. I don't know if that means more pressure or what that means. I trust Jim Schwartz in the game plan department. He's done an unbelievable job all year. But I think it's going to be a really, really good game. And I, I urge and I challenge all Browns fans – as much as you're probably dreading playing C.J. Stroud, especially when you look at the other AFC South teams, understand that this Browns team is very good too. There's a reason they're the five seed. They're the reason they have what second best record in the AFC now. They're, there's a reason they're where they're at too. Yeah, they are. They're, they're a very good football team, not, and that's with all the injuries. Yeah. So, and, and I think people saw all these injuries coming, and they're like, oh, same old Cleveland Browns. No, they're not. This, this team has depth. This team is loaded. They're, they're good coaching this year. They're, the guys are in the right position to make plays, and they're making plays. And so people just need to calm down, let it play out, and I think we'll be fine in the end. 
Could not agree more. Could not agree more. Any last words before we sign off? Let's let's win this one and move on. Yep. Win and move on. Win and move on. We appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate you guys listening. This is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. Go Browns. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.